All right, welcome to the first October recording of Get Rominger on the phone. It's October 2nd, and today we're going to talk about what's going on in our political minds, how it is that we've gotten to where we are, how I think it is, how we've gotten to where we are. Uh, we're all guilty of something, and it's overestimating our knowledge of something we don't know anything about. So there's this weird curve out there, okay? It turns out that the less you know about something, less likely you are to be aware that you don't know about something. It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. The Dunning-Kruger effect came into existence uh, back in the early 90s, mid 90s. A bank robber in Pittsburgh put lemon juice on his face and robbed some banks. And when he was easily identified because the lemon juice did not cover up his appearance, uh, he expressed surprise to the police that he had used the lemon juice, which he kept calling it the juice, and it stung his eyes, and he knew that lemon juice was used in invisible ink, and so he figured it would, or had come, come out, concluded that it would make his face invisible as well. And the only part they couldn't figure out is he said he tested it with a Polaroid, but they figure his competence with the Polaroid might have been about as competent as everything else, um, because he said when he tried to take a Polaroid of himself, it didn't work, so he knew he couldn't be photographed, and therefore he was robbing banks at gunpoint two of them in the same night with lemon juice all over his face, and then surprised when they ran his face on the nightly news and he was promptly arrested. Uh, that made some sensational news. And Dunning, uh, who was a psychologist, and Kruger, who was a grad student of his, started to put together some studies when they heard about this because they were curious to see how this could possibly be. Uh, what they found out is that the less you think you, the less you know about something, the more you are inclined to think you know all about it. So it turns out people with great expertise quite often underestimate their own knowledge versus the general public or the sample. And people with some knowledge of something, but not much, tend to overestimate their knowledge. Now, it's important that if you know you have no knowledge of how to perform heart surgery, you're not going to make that mistake. But if you're somebody who has like a little bit of knowledge about something, uh, you're very inclined to become very sure of yourself in that area and, and think you know it all. And an area where this actually occurs quite a bit is in politics. And it's where people have some knowledge of an issue, or at least they think they have some knowledge of an issue, maybe even from having listened to a campaign speech or just listened to the Fox News or the MSNBC News and taking that little bit of information and spin they've got, they now think they know all the issues. Now, if you've been a fan of this show or just been forced to watch the show for any reason, you know it's complicated, right? I always say it's complicated, problems aren't simple. If you think a problem is easy to solve, you might actually be suffering from Don the Dunning-Kruger effect. Um, why do I say that? I say that because you may simply not realize how complicated it is. Uh, a lot of times in law school, when we would take an exam, if someone thought the problem was easy, we used to say that correlates to the likelihood that you didn't do well on that particular exam because the to appreciate the problem was to understand the problem, okay? So it's the same thing in politics. Let's use oil as an example. Lots of people will tell you this or that about the oil prices. I've done a whole few shows on the oil prices. In fact, the Exxon guy just came out with a letter that he wrote the administration saying, don't stop um, export of liquid fuels because the stuff we're exporting actually gets exported from the Gulf and the stuff we need up on the East Coast can't get there because the boats don't go, et cetera, et cetera. You'd, you'd know all that if you'd listened to me before because I studied it extensively and I talked about it. Um, I don't think I'm suffering from 
Dunning-Kruger when it comes to oil and oil prices. But many of you disagree with me because you've listened to something or heard something and decided you really understand what goes into oil pricing. I can tell you this, if oil pricing was simple, there'd be a lot more millionaires in the world and a lot less people losing money or making money on oil trades every day because somebody has to be wrong every day. Whenever a trade occurs, right? Somebody thinks the price is going up, somebody thinks the price is going down. One of them has to be wrong. That means even amongst knowledgeable people who trade in oil futures and oil stocks and in oil production and oil equipment, half of them are wrong at any given moment because they're taking the opposite side of a trade. Now, there might be reasons you take one side of a trade knowing that it's gonna result in a loss or you're short selling or, or, or you're gaming the system as a speculator. But as a given, every transaction has, to, has two players. So if a transaction benefits one person uh, in a zero-sum game, it must not benefit the other, right? Now, maybe not always a zero-sum game. But nonetheless, when people are making speculative bets on the price of oil going up or down, they do that with a lot of information. They do that with all kinds of information that you and I don't even have privy to, uh, mainly because it comes in so fast and they pay for that. Uh, in fact, I always get amused when somebody says, oh, Carl, you're citing CNBC and those guys. Like, what about those guys? CNBC is a source for business people and stock speculators, right? Same thing with the Bloomberg stock report. They're not in it for the politics. If they get too political or their information is politically cooked, people won't pay the big bucks. Um, I think it's like 20 or 25,000 a month for a Bloomberg terminal. So you can get the latest um, <clears throat> stock and financial information. People are not going to spend that kind of coin to listen to somebody's political spin. They put that kind of coin down to try to get information, okay? Now, how does Dunning-Kruger become problematic? Well, politicians often grandstand. What they say today isn't what they will do tomorrow. And the information they're gonna give you, those little short vignettes or those logical sequences of, it makes sense, but if you don't understand the complexities of the individual problem, you're gonna be easily fooled by that politician, okay? So I'm gonna give you a couple examples. Let's use Joe Biden as an example. Joe Biden took office saying that he was going to kill fossil fuels, right? And that hurt fossil fuels. And he's going to destroy the fossil fuel market. And he's going to turn us into a green new energy world. But now he's the first president to ever sign legislation requiring oil and gas permitting by the federal government. Political reality, he needed to get oil and gas prices down, right? Political reality. So the political realities took over and he ended up signing something that's completely the opposite of what the people who supported him, the people who thought they were getting the new green president or greener president, kind of like with Barack Obama, when people thought we were going to be out of Iraq and out of Afghanistan, and instead Obama became the war president, right? So remember that. What they'll tell you and what they'll do are two different things because it'll be based on political reality. Good example of that is our friend Ron DeSantis down in uh, Florida. He's opposed to big government. He doesn't want big government. When Sandy, the hurricane happened back in 2012, DeSantis is saying, oh, the federal government really shouldn't be putting all this money into things. Should only be the minimal amount of money necessary. It really should only be for quick fixes, no long-term infrastructure spending in the area. You know, don't, don't make this into a Christmas present for New Jersey because New Jersey's a liberal blue state and they don't deserve to be bailed out. All of a sudden, Hurricane Ian happens and Ron DeSantis is asking the federal government for 100% declaration of disaster, 100% reimbursement, all kinds of things, and a massive aid package, uh, which uh, Senator Rubio is, of course, asking for as well. Uh, he was somewhat opposed to the aid under Sandy. Then when it was revised, he was okay with it. DeSantis voted against it in all its forms. 
And does that make him a bad dude? No, it makes him a politician, right? So just remember this. When he tells you big government is bad and big government spending is bad, he's also the first guy to ask for big government spending when it's good as the governor of Florida to be seen as getting as much money as you possibly can out of the federal government for Hurricane Ian relief, even though he thought that was a bad idea when it was somebody else's state years before when he wasn't on the hook for that, right? Again, Biden lied to his people about oil. DeSantis says one thing about big government spending on hurricane relief one time and then asks for more of it later. Same goes for the media. Um, my buddy Tucker Carlson, right? He plays this really, you know, the shtick. Uh, he's one of you. He's a normal guy. He wants you to have good conservative values. Listen, he went to a, a, a uh, what do you call that? Private school, a, a boarding school. He's a heir to the Stauffer fortune. He's worth a gazillion dollars. And what happened when the Hunter Biden laptop came out? Well, we learned a lot about Hunter Biden, right? And what kind of dirtbag he might be. We also found out that he was friends with Tucker Carlson. In fact, they were good enough friends that Tucker Carlson went to Hunter and said, hey, can you write a letter for my kid Buckley? Great name for a kid, by the way. Uh, my kid Buckley. Uh, Buckley wants to get into law school or college and he needs somebody to vouch for him. And I was thinking you as you know, the vice president's son would be a great guy to write that letter since it's also your alma mater. And I know you don't know my son well, but really appreciate it. I'll even get you a steak dinner or something. And they had a lot of warm emails going back and forth. And apparently were friends enough that Tucker felt comfortable asking him for that letter. So when Tucker plays that guy on TV, right, you know, that's opposed to Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the evils of Hunter Biden, eh, maybe, or maybe he's just a guy who was friends with Hunter Biden. And now it's popular ratings to make fun of Hunter right now who is an embarrassment to his dad by all accounts. Um, so Biden's a flip-flopper on major issues. DeSantis is a flip-flopper on a lot of issues too. Uh, another one going right, tying it right back to oil. Remember when Joe Biden's opposed to big oil? Well, Ron DeSantis was opposed to any drilling in the Gulf. He got mad when Trump said that he was gonna open up all the drilling in the Gulf. So then DeSantis came out and said, no, I've convinced Trump um, no drilling in the Everglades. Well, we're not talking about the Everglades. We're talking about in the Gulf, no offshore drilling in Florida, right? So while he's screaming that Biden needs to do more for oil, he's the guy that stopped the oil drilling off the coast of Florida. Now, would that make a meaningful difference? I don't know. But when you're saying that we should be doing everything we can, should not every Republican leader be saying, okay, do everything we can? Well, no, because all politics is local. So what they'll tell you one time, you know, versus what, now that I'm the governor of Florida and offshore drilling is not popular with Floridians, uh, we should be up there in Alaska where there's nobody up there that really votes for us, right? And we should just take all the oil out of Alaska because that's what you always hear, go to Anwar and get all the oil. One of the reasons for that is there's 48 state senators times two who can ask for oil out of Anwar uh, and not cause any drilling to happen in their home state, all right? Uh, by the way, we are the, one of the biggest oil producers in the world or the biggest oil producer in the world. One of you guys on Facebook was trying to argue that OPEC is. OPEC's not a country, OPEC's a coalition of countries and OPEC plus is a bigger coalition of countries. But at the end of the day, we are a top consumer of oil and a top producer of oil. We're also a top refiner of liquid fuels. Uh, we're also a major producer of natural gas beyond belief. Uh, I talked about Tucker Carlson already. I could say the same thing about, um, Morning Joe, right? 
Joe says some things and then later says other things. And maybe we can go back a couple of years and catch him saying other things again. Why this is all important, it all goes back to this Dunning-Kruger effect. Because the average person doesn't have a lot of knowledge about any one area of the world, which we, none of us do, we can't, politicians are able to take advantage of our lack of knowledge. And if we know just a little bit about something, unfortunately, we quite often overestimate our, our full knowledge of that. So the only way around that is to study. And it turns out that people can get better at, and once you know a little bit more about a subject than just a little bit, you get better at estimating what you don't know. So it turns out that once you know enough, you realize what you don't know. You realize how, as I've always telling you, it's complicated. Problems aren't simple. So if you think the answer to something is obvious, if Joe Biden would just do this, if Trump would have just done that, if that's your answer, then you probably don't understand the issue. Okay? I know everybody gets mad at me when I say that, but if your answer is if somebody had just done something, it would all be different. Um, every one of our political problems is a problem because it, it is contingent upon many things. Uh, reminds me when Pennsylvania wanted to liberalize liquor sales and potentially close down state stores. Um, one of my Republican lobbyist friends told me he was going into state senators opposing liquor liberalization, and they were confused because he's a Republican lobbyist, and they were like, well, why are you guys against this? And he's like, well, because Anheuser-Busch is paying us because beer sales, right, um, are helped by the fact that the liquor laws made it hard to get to a liquor store to get a six-pack at certain times, right? Get, but you could get your six-pack from the bar when you couldn't get your booze. So they like the Pennsylvania liquor structure if you're a beer seller better, right, than, than it is now when they've reopened everything up. It was a little bit better for them. In the meantime, it also turns out that all the Republican business guys that own strip malls around the state use the anchor store of the liquor store as a great, so there's only so many state stores and you put a state store in your strip plaza, you can then up your rents on everybody else. So the Republican establishment was actually ambivalent about or even opposed to reforming the liquor laws in some levels because certain business interests would be affected. What's the whole point of that? The point is, is that there is a lot of interests that are always affected when you change a policy. When you do something differently, even if it's seemingly better for everybody, there's always somebody with a little bit of power who's not going to like the way it's being changed. Remember, any business person will tell you, don't, I don't care what the rules are as long as the rules stay the same, because once I figure out a profitable way to make money, I don't want anything to change, right? Uh, it's kind of like these guys who have the marijuana monopolies. You know, they built their greenhouses. They got the marijuana monopoly now in the state providing the medical marijuana. Some of them used to be really anti-government guys, anti-regulation. But if you ask them how they feel about the regulation of marijuana and how do they feel about the careful regulation under the state and only so many people being allowed to produce and protect the monopolies, they'll say, oh, no, this is very essential for the health of the community, i.e. my pocketbook. Um, the only solution, all right, as I see it, is to educate yourself diversely. And I know some of you have the word diversity or diverse is a trigger word, right? Oh, diverse, that's bad. It's like wokeism. No, diverse means multiple. It's not, it's not in its pejorative sense that some of you use it. And I'm using it in the idea of open mind. I'm using it in study the sources you trust, right? But what did Ronald Reagan say? Right, take it all the way back to the Gipper. Trust but verify. So Fox News tells me something that I really like, or MSNBC tells me something that I really like. 
I'd like to see what the other station's saying about it. But unfortunately, our TV news media is not going to give us a lot of in-depth. So if you really think you want to take a stake out a position on an issue, and you really believe in that issue, I would encourage you then to go a little bit deeper. Read the Wall Street Journal. Read The Economist. Read the New York Times, the failing New York Times. Read um, Time. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very biased to The Economist. I'm very biased to The Wall Street Journal. Uh, they're both... Uh, fairly business-oriented publications. I think they both have an agenda uh, that is a little bit less about extreme politics and a little bit more about providing information. Um, but I always used to read the Wall Street Journal together with the New York Times because I found that the Times and the Journal will kind of poke at each other a little bit. And that's that, in that back and forth, you can start to see where the real meat of the issues are in certain things. Um, so I strongly encourage you to find alternative news sources, not just mainstream and not just fringe, right? Some of you have gone out there and said, well, I only listen to OAN. Uh, the other day, I found myself in complete agreement with OAN and, and Breitbart picked up on it. They were talking about Tucker Carlson being a communist stooge who carries water for Vladimir Putin. I'm, I'm in complete agreement with that, right? But I generally don't like to go too far towards a fringe. Al Jazeera, you want to check out Al Jazeera? They have some interesting stuff. Um, the BBC. Uh, if you like the BBC, uh, you can see a different perspective coming from the England, European sort of perspective. They report United States news just a little bit differently. And then you can get in all the podcasts, get into the rundown with Fox News. Interestingly, you know, you guys know I make a lot of fun of Fox News. Their rundown on the podcast that I listen to on Spotify gets in depth. And when Fox journalists get in depth, they get really good. What you hear from Tucker and Sean at night or the little blurbs you get during the day are not near the quality that Fox produces in their long format pieces on particular topics. Um, they're very fair and balanced there. So educate yourself diversely. Avoid the Dunning-Kruger effect, okay? The Dunning-Kruger effect, the problem with the Dunning-Kruger effect is if you're a victim of it, you don't know you're a victim of it. And so, you know, uh, just to bring a couple of conversations to light, like I'm talking to a gal on Facebook and she's absolutely convinced that she isn't for abortion because, quote, a termination of a pregnancy to save the life of a mother is never an abortion. It's something else. So she can say that she's 100 percent against abortion, even though she's for certain procedures which might save the life of a mother because she insists they're not abortions. Right. Is that Dunning Kruger? I don't know. That's probably like just trying to come up with mental gymnastics to explain why you're okay with the life of the mother exception for an abortion without saying you're for an abortion because she identifies abortion with murder and therefore she doesn't change the nomenclature around, right? And it was funny because a nurse was trying to explain it to her that they're all the same thing. I gave her the PA legal definition. She can't see it, okay? Um, I've got other people who keep telling me that this guy in the KKK uniform because it was an old Halloween costume who cares? In fact, a lot of people have come out on Facebook and said, oh, who cares if somebody wears a KKK uniform, right? Um, as, a, as a joke for Halloween, that's no big deal. Well, maybe it's a big deal, but it shouldn't be held against anybody. I don't know, 25 years ago, I knew dressing up as a KKK guy was probably a bad idea, just as I knew going in blackface was a bad idea. I understand that some people have fallen into weird traps on that, and I understand that people make youthful mistakes. I'm not for canceling anybody. Uh, for what they did years ago. On the other hand, if they haven't shown a real reformation uh, or, or shown some distance from those issues, 
um, that's a problem. You know, if I were to run for office, like let's say Scott Perry's seat, right? I could run for that. I could throw my name in the ring and say, I want to run for it. Um, but I'm a felon. Well, a felon can hold federal office, okay? But I would have to live with what I did. I would have to own up to what I did. And some people would hold that against me as I expect they would. Um, other people may say, no, Carl, you did your time and, and we're okay. And I think the more time that passes and, and if I eventually pay off all my restitution, maybe that would make a difference too, right? Um, of course, I guess on my campaign slogan, I would just argue you know, that Perry hasn't been indicted yet. I already had my indictment and I'm done. Uh, but I do think that what people have done in their past has to be explained and has to be understood in the full context. So yeah, if the guy that DeSantis appointed for a county commissioner in a predominantly black um, county turns out to be a guy who thought dressing up in a KKK suit at a Halloween party a number of years back was a good idea, um, he probably shouldn't be the commissioner, right? Or maybe he should have come out and explained it and, and stuck with his guns. Or maybe DeSantis should have vetted him a little more carefully. That's a question you could ask somebody before you appoint them to office, right? You could say, hey, is there anything in your past that could be misconstrued that we want to get out of the air or out front of? Um, you know, that's not unreasonable either. But, but I, I bring up those conversations because if you look at the quality of discourse on Facebook, uh, I got another guy uh, who, who's made his own last name, Trump, on Facebook. It's not his real last name, right? But that's how much he loves Donald Trump. And he keeps looking at these articles saying there's no, there's no question that DeSantis has no, there's no controversy about DeSantis flip-flopping on this hurricane relief because, quote, he never talked about Florida years ago. Uh, I don't know if he can't understand the articles. I don't know where he's at. I think he's in full-blown Dunning-Kruger. He thinks he understands all this stuff, so he won't even read it. In fact, quite often when I post an article, I'll get you guys saying something like, well, that's from the New York Post, and I don't trust the Post, or that's from the New York Times, and I don't trust the Times, or that's from the Epoch Times, and I don't trust the Epoch Times. Well, okay, don't trust, but read. Worst thing that will happen is you'll learn something new. And if you don't believe it, dig in and do some research to avoid the Dunning-Kruger effect. When you do enough research on a topic, you'll realize, remember, that it's complicated and that problems aren't simple. So remember, if a one-word answer is where you think the answer is going to be, it's probably the wrong answer because problems are complex. And our political problems are only problems because the easy stuff never comes up, okay? The easy stuff never makes it to the front of the line. So if you think the stuff that we're fighting over is easy or simple or uncomplicated, you definitely are suffering from Dunning-Kruger. All right, guys. See you next uh, Wednesday.